three lines from the bottom of Dafchav Zayin Arbeis at the new Mishnah. In the previous Mishnah, the Mishnah spoke about Nidri Ointin, and some explained that our Mishnah continues with other scenarios which are like Nidri Ointin, and some explained that our Mishnah will actually teach us that there are certain cases where a person's allowed to be Nidri Ointin, even though he will actually be saying something which is not correct. And the Mishnah starts, Nidri Ointin, the Mishnah discusses three examples of a person that comes to steal money from someone else. The first example is Haragan, as Duran says, listim Yisrael, they will Yisraelim, that will list them, Adam, that they would murder someone in order to steal their money. Second example is Haramim, as Duran says, Machrimim Vishalim, they would not kill someone, but they would steal and plunder their assets. And the third example is a Meches, is a tax collector that will go and raise taxes for the king. In all three of these cases, the Mishnah teaches us that if they come to take money or they take assets from Reuven, Reuven can make a nedah that these assets are truma, and even though that of course these assets and these payers are not truma. And the Russian Tesis point out that our Mishnah is going with Loizu Afsu, that not only in the case where Reuven is in danger of being killed, but even if Reuven is not in danger of being killed because they're just coming to steal his property, or even where the tax collector is the one that's coming to take that property, in all these cases, Reuven can make a nedah and say that these assets are truma. The Rush points out, Afagab the Katli the Gazli, even though these people are chosha to kill people and to steal money, however, they were still machmir that they would not eat a truma because that's an issa and there would be a potential They also did not feel the need to go and steal truma because the pairs of truma were always very cheap because the only one that could eat the truma is only a kayin and only if the truma is tar and the kayin is tar. And since pairs of truma was so inexpensive, therefore they did not find the need to steal pairs of truma. And Titus bothered Delachira by saying that these pairs are truma, how would that help regarding the tax collectors? The tax collectors would still want to go and take any of their assets in order to take the money for the tax. It was the standard that the people that would go and travel and take truma to the kainim would be tax exempt, and therefore, once you said, I only have pairs of truma, they realized that this person is tax exempt, and therefore they didn't demand any other assets. And some Mishraim explain regarding the case of the tax collectors in the Mishnah, Ruvain didn't claim that his payers are truma, but rather Ruvain actually claimed that all the chasim belonged to the Beis HaMelech and they belonged to the king, and therefore the Muchas wouldn't go and collect anything from him. And that is the next case in the Mishnah, as the Mishnah continues, Shehein Shal Beis HaMelech, Ruvain can also make a nedah that his assets belong to the king, even though it really doesn't belong to the king. And the Gemara will explain in further detail exactly what the nedah was. The Mishnah continues, Beis in these scenarios, if Ruvi wants to make a nedah and he wants to be toilet in anything, he can do so. However, as Beishamah continues on that he cannot make a shvua. And for example, Ruvi can't say that I swear that these payers are of Chuma, or I swear that these assets belong to the king, or as the Mefarish explains, Ruvi will swear that I will be usa to all the payers in the world if this is not Chuma. And as Duran explains, the reason why Beishamah says that although you can make a nether in this case, you can't make a shvua, is the chamira, the chsibba, lo yinaka, as we learned earlier, that a shvua is more chamur than a nether, because the Torah says, lo yinaka, and the Mishnah continues, and they say that in these cases, you can even make a shvua, and bepashas basil means to say, that if Ruben wants, he could even say, that I swear that these payers are truma, or he could say, that I swear these assets belong to the king, however, the Ritva explains, that basil certainly holds, that Ruben cannot say, that I swear that these payers are truma, in that case, he's 
making a shvu a shav, and that is not allowed even according to Beis Hillel. And the only time that Beis Hillel argues in Beis Shammai is only where Reuben says that I swear that I will be also to eat these pears if this produce is not shuma. However, the Meiri specifically argues on Ritva, and he says there is no chiluk between which language you use, and according to Beis Hillel, you're allowed to make a shvu in any of these cases. And the Mishnah continues, now although in all the cases of the Mishnah, Reuben is trying to show his seriousness and showing that he's telling the truth that these pears are shuma, in order for these people to leave him alone, that's why we allow him to even make a nether to show that he's telling the truth. However, the mission now brings another machlekes between Beishama and Beisil. Beishama Eimim Loyiftach Loy Beneder. Beishama hold that Reuven should not initiate this nether. He should only say that these pears are truma. And if this bandit doesn't leave him alone and he says that I don't believe you and I want you to make a nether, then you could make a nether. However, you shouldn't initiate that nether. Or Beisil Eimim Af Yiftach Loy. Beisil says even if the person doesn't demand that you make a nether, you could even initiate a nether in order to show that you're telling the truth that these pears are truma. And the Mishnah continues with the third machlek is between Beishamah and Beishol. Beishamah says that even in a case where Reuven doesn't initiate a nedah and the bandit is the one that is demanding a nedah from Reuven, Reuven should only make a nedah based on the demands of the bandit. However, he shouldn't add anything to the nedah and we'll see an example in a moment. Not only can Reuven initiate the nedah, but even if the bandit actually demands a nedah and he gives a specific language that he wants Reuven to use when making a nedah, Reuven can add on to that language and it's not an issue. And the Mishnah now gives an example as to this third machlekes between Beisham and Beisol. Ketzad, what is the example? Amaloi Amar Koinim Ishti unanimously that if the bandit says to Reuven that you should make a nedah and you should say, my wife should be also to have enough for me if this is not Shuma, and instead Reuven stated Koinim Ishti unanimously and he added to the nedah and he said that my wife as well as my children should not be able to have enough for me if this is not Truma. So Beishamah states Ishtar In that case, although he had a right to make the nether regarding his wife, and therefore his wife would be muta because that was an onus. However, his children would still be also because Reuven did not have to go and add that into the nether since the bandit did not demand that Reuven should make such a nether and did not demand that he includes his children in the nether. And the rush points out that even according to Beishamah, it says that you can only make a nether based on what the person asked you to make a nether on. However, the rush says that certainly if the bandit did not demand a specific type of nether, he just demanded that he make the nether, and Reuven added in on his own accord many different items and many different things into the nether, even though possibly the bandit would not have demanded it's such a strong nether, that Beishamah would definitely be moida, that the entire nether would not be considered a nether, I in the rush. Beishamah holds that in this case, both his wife and the children would still be mutter to have enough from him, even though Reuven added into the nether something that the bandit it did not demand from him. And Ayin Akhrenim, that's Mashmah, the only reason Basil says Elo Elo Mutarim is because he holds that Reuven could make such a nedah. even without that Svara, even if Basil would agree to Beishamah in this case, that he had no right to make the nedah regarding his children. However, his children would be able to have enough from him because we had a cloud that Basil said before that nedah shot to kulai. And Ayin Akhrenim, who differentiate between this case and the case that we had before of nedah shot to kulai. And the Gemara begins and discusses the case of the Mishnah where we Said that neither lemuchsin she truma afal pishe ne truma and the gemari is va'amah shmuel that din lemachusadina that since shmuel taught us that din lemachusadina therefore a government has a right to collect taxes from its citizens and how could it be that our mishnah will condone tax evasion and as the ran says ve'hichishurin lemeida hachi kadeli pata kivin lemenadin chayiv litolein semeches we will get back to the idea of din lemachusadina in a moment after we see the gemara's tarets and amrab chinina amrab kana amrab shmuel they explain that our mishnah is not talking about a standard case of tax collection, 
but it's talking about scenario where the tax collector is assessing taxes arbitrarily. And as Ram says, and since this is so, this is the person is fully in his rights to evade such taxes. And the Gemara gives a second terrorist in the Yeshiva they explain they're talking about a self-appointed tax collector and this wasn't a tax that really came from the government and in this case of course you could evade the taxes and from the Roshonim it's mashma that the way that taxes were assessed in those days was that there was a king the king actually assessed a certain amount of taxes on a community then a person who had enough money would go and buy the rights to collect the taxes from the king by giving him a certain amount of money and a sum certain and then he would go around and collect money from each individual in the town if this person either collects too much or he collects an arbitrary amount and we don't consider that din dina. however if he's going to collect the right amount of money and since he purchased the right to collect these taxes so everyone has a chiv to actually pay him and the klal of din dina applies and Iran brings down the cost of betesis the dafka machir umais the dafka by machir umais omar the din dina. over there we say the concept din dina because the land really belongs to the king and it's possible for the king to say to the people in if you don't follow my laws, then I'll throw you out of my lands. But if it would be in Eretz Yisrael, then there would not be such a din of Dina Machus because all of Klai Yisrael is considered Shutfim in the lands, and no one could throw them out of Eretz Yisrael. Now, the Rishonim explain that it doesn't make a difference if you're in Chutzlaritz or if you're in Eretz Yisrael, the din of Dina Machus applies because everyone in the land gets together and they decide it is the government, and therefore they also agree that any laws that the government will pass, that we will keep. And yet others explain that nowadays, certainly, where government gives us certain services like roads and bridges, etc., as well as other social services, certainly there's a cloud and and we definitely have to pay taxes. And the Gemara continues, In addition, Reuven could make a nedah that these assets belong to the king, even though it doesn't belong to the king. And the Gemara now has a question, How is it that you made this nedah? And the Gemara's question is not only on the case of Shehin Shalbeisamelech, not only with Ruby made a nedah that these assets belong to the Melech, but even in the case where Ruby made a nedah that these assets are of Truma. The Gemara's question is that although we find that a person can make a shvur and he could swear that I swear that these payers are Truma or I swear that these assets belong to the king, however, but again, nedah, we don't find such a Russian as a nedah is when someone says something which will ask a chefzer, and over here, if you just say that I'm making a nedah that this is Truma or I make a nedah that this belongs to the base of Melech, that's not a standard Russian of a nedah, and therefore, what does the Mishnah mean when it says you made such a and the Gemara explains, Amram, 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 Ba'ime, Yasu, Piris, Ha'ilum, Alai, Ruben swore to Asa, Chefz on him, and he said that I'm making the, all the Piris in the world Asa to me if these Piris aren't of Chuma or if these assets do not belong to the king. And the Gemara is, Kim the Amram, Yasu, since he said that these Piris should be Asa to me, Israel, Kal Piri, Almol, the Lechera, all the Piris in the world already became Asa to him because even though he was doing this based on Ainus, but the Maisa, Dvarim, Shabalev, Ainan, Dvarim. So the Gemara answers, Ba'ime, Hayyim, that Ruben actually said that they should only be asa today and in the Chanam they would be asa today. And the Gemara is, if Reuven said that I'm making a nedah, that these pairs should be asa to me only today, if these pairs are in Truma or don't belong to the Meish then the Meichus will realize that he's lying to him and he's just making a very shvach nedah in order to appease him and he will realize that Reuven is really lying and these pairs are not really of Truma and they don't belong to the king. And the Gemara answers, that in the Chanam when Reuven made this Nedar, he actually said that all the Paris of the world should be also to me if these Paris are in Truma. However, he didn't say the word La'ilam. He didn't say that these Paris 
should be asked to me forever. And he had in mind that he only meant that these pairs should be asked to him only for that day. The Avar got the sphere of law and Dvarim should believe in Dvarim. And even though generally we hold that Dvarim should believe in Dvarim, the Gabi Ointin Shani, where a person is coerced, then he has no choice. And then we do take into account even Dvarim should believe. However, this is only true if he actually made a neda and he didn't say La'ilam and he said the stomach because then at least we could touch that when he meant what he said that these pairs should be asked to me, he only meant that they should be asked to me today and not forever. And even though if this case would not be a case where there was an oinus, then we would actually touch that when he said that these pairs should be asked to me, he meant La'ilam and we would not take into account Dvarim should believe and Iran explained Mishum the Tfei Mashba La'ilam because generally it definitely is more Mashba he wants to say that these pairs should be asked to me forever and not only today. However, since over here there is an oinus, so there we could actually take into account Dvarim should believe and we could explain that when he said that these pairs should be asked to me, he only meant for today and not forever. And as Durat says, Dvarim should believe Hamachichin Havin Dvarim. However, as Duran points out, that even in the case where someone is an Oynes, but they said that these pairs should be asked to be forever, then we would not be able to look at Dvarim Shablave and say what he really meant is that they should only be asked today, not forever. And as Duran says, Although in our Gemara we have a Girsa, that he asked all the pairs of the world on himself. However, other Rishonim say that that would not be a valid Lashon Neda, and the proper Girsa should be that Reuven said that there should be an Issa on certain pairs on him, but not on all the pairs in the world, I in the Rishonim. And the Gemara continues, and for the next six lines, it quotes from the Mishnah that Beishamer Oimim Bakol Neivin Chutzmi Bishvua Ubeisil Oimim Af Bishvua, and then the second Machlekes was well, Beishamer Oimim Layiftach Loy Beneda Ubeisil Oimim Af Yiftach Loy, and then the third Machlekes was Beishamer Oimim B'Mashu Medir Ubeisil Oimim Af Kishein Medir Ketzad Amaloy Kainim Ishti Nenesli V'Amal Kainim Ishti Banei Nenli Beishamer Oimim Ishti Mutaris Banei Vasuin Ubeisil Oimim Elu Elu Mutarin. As we explained in the Mishnah, and the Gemara begins Amar Rav Huna Rav Huna stated Tana we learned to the Brisa Beishamer Oimim Beishamer States Layiftach Loy Bishvua that Reuven can't start and offer to make a shvua, and he can't initiate the shvua. And as we'll see in a moment in the Gemara, the Gemara will be medayik that's mashma from the brayso that according to beishamai that although you can't be pesach and you can't initiate the shvua, but if the bandit is demanding a shvua, then Reuven will be able to make a shvua, and that's against beishamai and a mishnah that said by called nigrin chutzim b'shvua. Then in no case can you make a shvua. The brayso continues with beisil and beisil argues with beishamai and beisil holds after yiftach loy b'shvua. Not only can Reuven make a shvua if it's demanded from him from the bandit, but even if the bandit did not demand it and Reuven initiates it, he could even initiate a shvua. And Gemara yes, the Beishamai b'shvua the leiftachloi habenet leiftachloi. It's mashma that the only thing that Beishamai says is that Reuven cannot initiate a shvua, but it's mashma that if he wants to initiate a neder, he can initiate one. But Tanam, we learned in the Mishnah, Beishamai im leiftachloi benedah. Beishamai holds you can't even initiate a neder. And Vesu and the Gemara yes, another question on the brayso from a diuk that we mentioned before, miftachut leiftachloi b'shvua. It's mashma that you can only not initiate a shvua. Hub made another b'shvua, but it's mashma if the band that demands that Ruvi makes a shvua, then he can make a shvua. But we learned in our Mishnah first, Beishamai stated, even if Ruvi does not initiate the shvua, and the bandit actually demanded a shvua from Ruvi, he's still not allowed to make a shvua. And the Gemara explains, that in the Chanami, our Mishnah is showing the strength of Beishamai, that Beishamai holds to Didim. Number one, even if Ruvi did not initiate, the bandit was the one who demanded that Reuven makes a shvua, he's still not allowed to make a shvua. And number two, even by a neder, which is more kal, Reuven's still not allowed to initiate a neder, and the only time that he's allowed to make a neder in the case of a Mishnah is only when a bandit demanded that he makes a neder. In ton of b'risa b'shvua, and in the b'risa we discussed the case of shvua, in order to show the strength of b'shvua, the b'shvua holds, even if the bandit 
did not demand that Reuven make a shvua, Reuven can initiate and make a shvua. Rush points out that why would our Mishnah actually bring down in the case of Nedo, which is a koyach of Issa, and we don't pass like Beishamai, the Afagav, the koyach atera, or the Abraisa Kosomach, the Ashmin and Bar, koyach atera, the Enochanami, the Mishnah knew that in the Braisa we will discuss the opposite case, we will show the koyach atera, and if in our Mishnah we mention the koyach of Beishamai. The Gemara continues, Rav Ashi Amar Rav Ashi says that this Braisa that Rav Huna just brought down, has nothing to do with the case of Oynes and has nothing to do with our Mishnah however it's telling us in Udin and Hachitani holds that when someone makes a Shvua since there's a major Chumrah of Shvua over in the Dharm therefore they can't go to Chacham and be Matan Neda and they can't be Matan Neda through the Kayach of Sheila still says that even though Shvua is more Chumrah than a Neda there's still a dinner being Matan Neda and you could go to Chacham to be Matan Neda and we showed him explain that this Machlekes according to Rav Ashi between Beisham and Beisil if there's She'ilu Bishvu or not is only a Machlekes in a Dindra Banan however Midraisa of course there's a din of Hatar Nadarim and Hatar Shvuah because we learn it from the same Pasuk in the Torah and we continue with the Mishnah and we will learn the Mishnah like one Pshat that Duran brings down and then we will quickly mention the second Pshat of Duran but we will not learn our Gemara based on the second Pshat of Duran in addition when we learn the first case of the Mishnah we will actually explain it as the Gemara will eventually explain it on Amid Beis based on what the Rush brings down over here as well as Taisvis and the feet of Ran's first shot. our Mishnah is not discussing the din of someone that's making a nether in order to ask us something on him but it's talking about a case where someone is actually saying that this item should be hegdish and the Mishnah starts if Reuben says that these trees should be a carbon and he didn't use the Lush and lie, and therefore it's not a Lush and nether because a Lush and nether he would say carbon or carbon and Reuben simply said I want these trees to be hegdish in an excessus if they're not uprooted and the Rishonim explained based on the Gemara that the case of Amishnah is talking about a scenario where there was great winds and there was a hurricane on that day and Reuben said that I know for certain that my trees will be uprooted and therefore Reuben said that if my trees are not uprooted today from these winds then I will make them hegdish and the next case of Amishnah is in a scenario where there was a great fire that was raging in a town and there was a danger that all of his clothing and all of his possessions will be burnt up and Reuben said Talzu carbon that this talus should be hegdish if they don't get burnt up today in this great fire. And the Mishnah says in both Edom, Yeshlam Pidin, that the din is that it become hegdish, and therefore you have to be pointed these items, and then you go and take the money, and you'll go and buy kabanais. And the Rush explains that the Chiddush of the Mishnah is the Havi Kimoi Nidrish Kagas, the Daik Dachi Akhtar Shinu, Shari Savashi, Efshali, Snitzulan, Vilagam Bulibalakdishan, because Reuben has a taina that really I didn't want to make this hegdish, I just didn't think that they would be saved, and therefore I said such a thing, but really they're Nidrish Kagas. And Kamash that Dvarim Shabalev, similar to this case, where it's not Muchach, that this is what he was thinking, that's not considered a valid Dvarim Shabalev, and therefore these trees and the talus would be hegdish, and you'd have to be piped to them and bring karbanes. The Gemara will ask on Amr Beis that L'chayr, why does the Mishnah say Yeshlam Pidin? L'chayr, the standard Lushen that we would use when something becomes hegdish is that the Mishnah should have said that if these trees are not ripped out of the ground, then they become Kedoshes, then they're considered hegdish, and if they're ripped out of the ground, then they're in a Kedoshes. And as we will see, the Gemara will answer that since at the end of the Mishnah, Mishnah will have to use the term of Einlam Pidin, therefore at the beginning of the Mishnah we also learned Yeshlam Pidin, even though in a Chanami, the proper Lashon that the Mishnah should have brought is Kedoshes or Einlam Kedoshes. The Mishnah continues, carbon If Ruvi makes a nether that these trees should be considered a carbon until they're cut down, or if Ruvi said, 
something this is tal should be considered a carbon until it's burnt and we continue on the talus or the tree cannot be redeemed and we will explain what this means in the Gemara before continuing with the Gemara we mentioned that we will explain that Iran brings a second shot in how to learn our Mishnah and the second shot has nothing to do with Hegdish but it has to do with Regalin Dharm and Ruvain said that this tree should be also to me like a carbon or he said that this talus should be also to me like a carbon Ayin Shum but he did not mean that it becomes Hegdish he only meant that these items should be us to be based on Neda Ayin Shum and the Gemara begins with the question and the answer that we already mentioned in the Mishnah that the Gemara asked when the Mishnah said why does the Mishnah use if really what the Mishnah meant to say is that it's Hegdish and therefore the tree or the talus requires Pidyan and then you'll be able to buy Kabanis with the money and the Gemara answers since in the Sefer we want to use the term of Inland Pidyan therefore the Risha we use the term of Yeshlam Pidyan in order to have symmetry and although the Gears of Agamar is Velistic Kadoshis for Inkadoshis the Ran is actually Gears over here Velistic Kadoshis and the Gemara's question seems to make more sense according to the Gears of the Ran Ayin Sham and the Gemara continues and asks Hechi Nada what is the case of a Mishnah of this Neda the Gemara is bothered because if you're going to say that Ruvain said these trees should be a carbon and they should be Hegdish they are not cut down or they are not uprooted but Lechaira every single tree in the world at some point will either be cut down by someone or after thousands of years they may fall down and therefore Lechaira it's impossible for this Neda to be Chal and how could the Mishnah say that it becomes Hegdish and Yeshla and Pidin and as Duran brings down that some Agurus Valak Tzitzakaima that certainly these trees will definitely be cut down and be uprooted at some point the Gemara says Oma Meimah Sa Meimah explains but it's a case where Ruben said if they won't be uprooted today and that day passes by and they not ripped down and they weren't uprooted and therefore the Neda will be Chal and these trees will be considered Hegdish and the Gemara is if this is actually what he said then that's not a Chiddush Pshita that's going to be Pashitas that of course he made a Neda that this should be Hegdish based on the tree not being uprooted and since it wasn't uprooted therefore of course it becomes Hegdish and the Gemara answers as we explained the Mishnah is talking about a case where there was a day where there was a hurricane or great strong winds and Reuven thought that surely his tree would be uprooted based on the winds so he said that if the tree is not uprooted then I will give this tree to Hegdish and Lemaisa you may think that that's considered Nidrish Kagas Kamash Mulan that Dvarim Shablaib ain't Dvarim and Duran explains this a bit differently in Duran Diva Maschal Leitzricha Kagayin Ikazika Nefisha and Duran explains that you would have a Hamina since Ruvain never thought that these trees would withstand the wind and therefore he wasn't Gumbadaita Shiu Karbin Shiilu Hayadesh Layakatsu Loya Makdishan and maybe you could tell that if I would have known that they would have withstood the wind then I wouldn't have been Makdish them maybe the trees should not be considered Hegdish Kamash Mulan that they're still considered Hegdish as we say Dvarim Shablaib ain't Dvarim and the Gemara continues and this is as if the Gemara is saying I bring your Raya from the case of Talus in our Mishnah and the Raya is that why would Reuben have made a Tanai and said that this Talus should be Hegdish if it's burnt up if Lechari that's a meaningless Tanai because the Talus of Shreifakai is a Talus going to be burnt up of course it's not standard for a fire to take hold of a Talus and for a Talus to be ruined by being burnt so Lechari why would someone make a Tanai on something that's not Shaykh and not Shriach by a Talus and therefore doesn't seem to be that the case is where Reuven just said that this talus should be Hegdish if it won't be burnt up as why would Reuven actually make such a Tanai it doesn't seem to be meaningful at all and therefore the Gemara proves we must say that talus, the Mishnah is talking about a case where there was a great fire raging in the town and by this person's house and Reuven was almost Miayish and he thought that certainly his talus would be burnt up and therefore he said 
if by some miraculous occurrence my talus isn't burnt up, then my talus should be considered hegdish. Hachanami, here also in the case where Ruvain said that if this tree is not uprooted today, that it will be considered hegdish. The Ikazika the Fisher is talking about a case where there was a lot of wind. That you would think that there would be a to say that Ruvain actually thought to himself that certainly it wasn't going to be saved. And therefore he made this neda and it's like Nidrish Kagais, Kamash Blan, that Dvarim should believe in infirm and the talus as well as this Elon is considered hegdish and Yeshlan Pidyan and we will stop over here.